Today, the Ukrainian prosecutor who was fired after Joe Biden threatened to withhold aid speaks out publicly. Donald Trump's January 6th trial date is set, and there's a little bit of significance to that date. And climate change activists test the FAFO theory. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and White Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and today the House of Cards continues to fall for the Biden crime family as former Ukrainian Prosecutor General Viktor Shokin publicly confirmed last week that he was fired after Joe Biden demanded it back in 2016 when Biden was vice president because, of course, Shokin was investigating Burisma and that Ukrainian President Poroshenko never had any complaints, no issues with his job performance until Biden withheld that $1 billion in American aid. He also had this to say about whether the Bidens were engaging in a criminal bribery scheme. Do you believe that Joe Biden or Hunter Biden got bribes? I do not want to deal in unproven facts, but my firm personal conviction is that, yes, this was the case. They were being bribed. The fact that Joe Biden gave away $1 billion in uh, U.S. Uh, money in exchange for my dismissal, my firing, isn't that alone a case of corruption? He went on to say that he had, quote, no doubt, end quote, that Burisma was involved in illegal activities. But, you know, he couldn't prove that because Hunter called in daddy to take care of his mess. But I'm sure it's all just a big coincidence that the United States was set to give Ukraine a billion dollars in aid all the way up until Joe Biden was in the air on the way, at which point he just changed his mind, poof, just like that. And then that decision just happened to personally benefit his crackhead son, who was working with the criminal organization being investigated. I'm sure it's also a coincidence that Burisma made those two $5 million payments to the Bidens. And also a coincidence that Hunter's ex-BFF Devin Archer testified that Joe Biden was the brand he and Hunter were selling. Oh, and also just a coincidence that Joe has lied at least 16 different times about his family's elaborate business schemes. According to the House Oversight Committee, the mountain of lies Joe sits upon can be separated in five different categories. Joe Biden never spoke to his family about their business dealings as number one. Well, we know Grandpa Joe was on speakerphone during the business meetings, but I'm sure they were just talking about the weather. Number two, his family did not receive $1 million through a third party. Well, since subpoenaing bank records are like a thing, the House committees investigating were able to confirm that his family made far more than $1 million. So, hey, you know what? I guess technically he was telling the truth. His family didn't receive just $1 million through third parties and shell companies. They made way more than that. Number three, Hunter never made any money in China. The lie detector determined eh, that was a lie and we have the bank records to prove it now. Hunter's business dealings were ethical. I'm going to go ahead and refer you to the infamous Hunter Biden laptop and let those files speak for themselves. And number five, lastly, Hunter did nothing wrong. Sir, there is something personal that's affecting you. Your son, while there's no ties to you, could be charged by your Department of Justice. How will that impact your presidency? First of all, my son's done nothing wrong. I trust him. I have faith in him. And it impacts my presidency by making me feel proud of him. As a reminder, the only man who seriously looked into the Biden crime family corruption was impeached for making a phone call about the Biden crime family corruption and has been indicted four times in case you're wondering the lengths the deep state will go to protect their own corruption. 
Here to discuss this and more, we have Matthew Peterson, editor-in-chief of TheBlaze.com, Blaze Media, and, of course, actor and producer extraordinaire Matthew Marsden with The Mats Show today. So I think we'll just go with Peterson and Marsden, and I'll try not to be too confusing about it. Um, it is. It really is so incredibly frustrating to live at a time in which you are watching Donald Trump get politically persecuted more and more every day. And we'll get to that, we'll get to Trump. But you see that happening at the same time that more and more and more evidence comes out on just how corrupt the Biden family was. And yet you still have Kevin McCarthy like, yeah, I think that whenever Congress reconvenes, we might think about an impeachment inquiry. Really? You might think about it? Oh, okay, great. Well, let us know. Uh, yeah, thank you. Great job. I'm so glad our tax dollars are paying you guys to sit there and do nothing with the mountains of evidence that you have, even though the other side did far more when they were in power uh, oh, for far less. It's, uh, it's terrifying um, to think, but one thing that's occurred to me watching this happen, uh, slow motion, you know, train wreck, uh, the unraveling of all the Biden's lies mm-hmm. um, and everything, all the defenses I remember from the last few years, right? They were all lies. Um, this idea that you know, there was an idea that possibly the prosecutor really, or the, he really was bad, right? Right. It really did need to, all, every major right. publication was like, oh no, we need to explain actually in Ukraine, Biden got rid of a bad guy and he really was corrupt. And this had corrupt. nothing to do with all these lies uh, being dissected. Now, here, here's, here's the terrifying thought I have. What if the reason the Republicans are doing nothing is because they can't, because they have no power? Mm. <laughs> now, mm. I reject that. I don't think it's fully true. There's a plenty that they should be doing, right? But maybe in Kevin McCarthy's mind, uh, he is just kept opposition, and he, there's nothing he can do, and it's all just a show he's putting on. We all know that uh, they should do more. But that's the mentality that I see being carried out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost as if um, you know, they, they don't think that they can do anything because anyone who was just, who cared about the Constitution and the fate of this country would be coming up with ideas and working every day to attack this corrupt administration and defend the American people. Yeah, um, I, I, wanna, I wanna add one more theory here to what Peterson is saying, because I think it, it, would, it would have to be what you're saying, or they're all too corrupt and none of them want any of these, any of the house of cards to fall in because then they're all going to be implicated. And I don't know, by the way, I don't know which one is more depressing. Well, I mean, look, <laughs> I think they're all corrupt, right? I, I, it goes without saying. I think that um, they also have no backbone point. at all. Mm-hmm. And so what you're seeing, I think, well, firstly, I want to say this, is that the American people are waking up. They, I really do believe they're seeing this and they're going, hang on a second. I was on the phone to someone today in Europe and for the first time, because the, the media coverage in Europe of Trump is horrendous, right? It's like he's a bad person, he's this, he's that, blah, 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 blah. And I was on the phone with someone today and they were like, hey, the, the Bidens, man. Whew. And I'm like, it's actually getting through. Like people are hearing and saying these people are bad people. But... Here's what we've said, and I like me and Matt talk about this all the time. If you are not holding your politicians accountable, they aren't going to do anything, mm-hmm. right? So what you've got is you've got this tiny sliver of people 
that are rabid on the left that are like, we're going to come after you. Mm. And the majority of people are ambling along. They never sleep. They never stop. They never stop putting pressure on their people. They never, they, they never stop. They push, they push, they push. And Republicans, for the most part, are like, hey, listen, I've got to make a living. I've got to do this. I've got to, you know, I want to make money for my family. And I'm going to get engaged in politics. And the politicians, Republican politicians, take advantage of that. Like, they do not feel like they're going to be held accountable. I mean, for that little period of time where Lauren Bobert and, um, and Gates were, were holding them, like, saying, hey, listen, no, I'm going to get what I want out of this. I was like, yeah, this is awesome. Like, you know, for once, like, hold them accountable. So what we have here, and I know we keep saying this all the time, but you have to get involved in local politics. You have to put pressure on them. They do not feel any pressure from us at all. So why should they? Mm-hmm. And they're looking and going, obviously what they're doing to Trump. It's all intimidation. It has been from the beginning. January 6th is intimidation. What's happening to Trump is intimidation. And as we were saying before off air, like there's coming to a point now where it doesn't matter about the person that's running. It's like everybody else against the state and what they're going to do to you because everybody knows, come on, you know, they're going to do it to you just the same as they're going to do it to the billionaire former president, mm-hmm. right? If they can do it to him, I mean, I certainly look at that and I'm like, I'm going to go to the gulag first. I want to get the top <laughs> funk, right? Like it's coming, right? It's happening to it. It's, it's going to happen. So the Republicans need to grow a pair and they need to start fighting, but they're part of the Uniparty, and we all know it. And Donald Trump is the worst thing that could happen to them. He did it the first time. They, none of them wanted him in, and now the prospect of it, look, he cannot, they will never let him be president again. And once you understand that, it's never going to happen. They are going to do whatever they can to stop him. That's my, that's my thought anyway. And by the way, if it wasn't him, and please, DeSantis supporters understand, it would be DeSantis. They'd be doing the same to him. It's it's over. It, sorry to be a little bit depressive about it. But the, well, then, it's we'll the truth. <laughs> sorry to go. Cheers, everyone. Yeah, great show, everyone. No, but you know what I'm here. saying? Like, like, we have to get involved as a people and understand, yes, the Constitution is important, so treat it like it's important. Mm-hmm. Treat it like your vote matters. Treat it like you need to hold them accountable because right now, all the other things in your life aren't going to matter if we're going to be under, uh, under a tyranny. We really have to be engaged and, and understand what this means. And it's bigger than just like, oh, I support Trump or I support, support DeSantis. It's literally about liberty in our country. Do you think that, so just kind of to branch off of what you just said, do you think that the Republican Party would care more if this was a DeSantis or someone uh, that this was happening to, do you think that they would care more? Because I, it, I just, more and more, it just looks like they're just hanging Trump out to dry. I mean, you don't hear any of them talking about it the way that they need to be, which is like, if we allow this to happen, this, I mean, game, this is a banana republic. If we allow this to happen, our country is forever changed. I don't hear them saying this, like what? Is it because it's Trump? Is it because he's, as you, as you mentioned, Matt Marsden, the outsider, and he came in and he's trying to shake up the uniparty? Would it be different if it was someone who was like part of the, the what they believed to be like the Republican Party and they thought that they could control? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think if it depends on uh, what you mean by that, but I think we're in agreement. If they had someone who they thought was like a Bush, right, right. who was going to go along 
um, they, they, that wouldn't, this wouldn't be happening to them, mm. right? Because the real arbiter of what's going on in our country right now is the fourth branch of government, which does not appear in the Constitution, right. uh, which is the administrative state, which is really running the show. So if they, they're not threatened by someone, uh, you know, these charges, they, they wouldn't do this. Yeah. And it's not like it's a conspiracy. They just, they all think the same way about their power. And so, you know, all the bureaucrats and everyone else, they, they wouldn't be charging. They feel threatened by Trump. And I, I, would, I would guess that in this case, in this race, they would also feel threatened by DeSantis. I know some people uh, disagree, um, but it would be a very alarming sign to me, in fact, if they were, they just yeah. all yeah. of a sudden went back to normal yeah. politics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then we would know that there's a problem with, right. uh, with, with our boy. You know, like, like, so, we actually like DeSantis. So, we're like, whoa. Right. Yeah. So, but so Trump is, but Trump terrifies them because from the very beginning, the, the biggest sin in Washington D.C. was to be unpredictable. I mean, they all jog together and they they track you with their eyes, and if you say anything outside of the ordinary, they know it's outside the box. Right? They're terrified. That's always situation normal for bureaucrats. Trump is their worst nightmare still, mm -hmm. uh, and I don't think anyone who threatens them who took over uh, from Trump would it'd be the same thing, and it, because we've already crossed the Rubicon, as you say. Yeah. Um, I want to throw in one more uh, on this note, um, one more story here. So the White House counsel's office apparently met with a top aide to special counsel Jack Smith. We don't want to talk about the administrative state and the deep state and how deep it gets. Uh, this was before Trump's indictment. So um, they were meeting. Oh, I'm sorry. You're, you're wondering which indictment because there are so many. This was actually the, the classified documents one, um, which... I would argue is the most ridiculous one, but also legal experts have said it is also the one that he, perhaps there's the most evidence against him if you are going to charge for something as preposterous as this. And uh, so obviously people are concerned about, you know, Joe Biden coordinating with the DOJ, the White House coordinating with the DOJ to persecute political opponents. And I don't know, I, it's just that I heard back in 2020 that that was really bad and you shouldn't do that. And now all of a sudden they're like, yeah, of course Biden's aides are meeting with Jack Smith's aides to coordinate before we indict Trump. Obviously that would happen. Look, <clears throat> they play to win. Yep. It's simple. We, uh, look, if most Republicans would sit there, however they feel about Trump, right, if they're massive Trump fans for the most part, I think if something came out and they were like, oh, well, look, this is real corruption, in a normal cycle, right, like when it wasn't so mental as this is, people would say, okay, well, he's done something wrong and he shouldn't do it. You know, he shouldn't go forward because, mm -hmm. you know, we like the rule of law. That's never going to happen for the yeah. left. They're never going to yeah. turn around and go, oh, but, you know, everything, every single thing. You see, the fact he had all those documents and he was vice president, he wasn't even president, he wasn't right. protected right. by... by um, by the fact that he, you know, he could have declassified them as a president, wasn't yeah. even the president. Right. Yeah. And everyone just like glazes off that heart. Oh, look, these aren't the droids you're looking for, but Trump, you know, Trump did this and Trump did that. It doesn't matter about that general over there, but Trump, Trump, Biden's laptop. I mean, even the thing that drives me bonkers and anyone who owns a gun in this country understands the fact that, that, that just, just that 
that Hunter Biden got away with that lying on the federal yeah. form is mm-hmm. unbelievable yeah, exactly. to mm-hmm. me. I mean, and I can tell you someone who came to this country again, and I'll keep going, I did everything legally. And I sit there and I'm like, how is he to get away with this? Because, you know, how many people got put on that uh, no-fly list, right, it, that, that just had a mixed-up name and it took them forever to try and get off, right? And they, they couldn't, you know, just because of a name or because of something they did, they get... And yet he just gets a pass, mm-hmm. right? So these people just want to win. That's it. They don't care about the truth. They don't care about what's legal, what isn't legal. They want power. And once we understand that, once people, the general public, really truly understand that, and we know the, the days of like, I think we were saying this the other night, the days of like having a friendly discussion mm-hmm. about, about you know, two groups wanting a certain thing and, and them both having different ways of getting to it and right. let's have a debate. It's, got, it's over. We are completely polarized. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like saying this, right? I really don't. But, but I think that if you, if you take off those uh, rose-tinted spectacles a second and look at this and call it for what it is, they are just, whenever we get asleep, and we're like, okay, we've got to get up the next day and we've got to do our thing. They, they don't sleep. They're literally thinking, next one, yep. the next one. Who am I going to get next? And they, they were angling. If you watch the, the, the press articles about DeSantis, they were angling for him as well. Like they, they started, mm-hmm. oh, well, DeSantis is doing this one. And that's not legal. Yep. They said it. They're, they're teeing it up, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. what did they say initially? I think it was Pelosi back in the day said, we've got it. we're going to indict him, right? We're going to indict that was always their plan. Mm-hmm. It would be for DeSantis as well because he's, he's too much of a rogue element because he actually gets stuff done, you know? Right. Like, and they just want this kind of weird inertia where nothing gets done mm-hmm. apart from their bank balances get bigger, right? So I think you're right, Matt, going back to that, I think that, that if it was a Jeb Bush, mm-hmm. he would be in, right? Because he's controlled opposition. They know that they could... But here's the other thing about, about Republicans. They think that they're going into a fair situation right, right. where they can negotiate right, something yeah. out right, of it. Right. It's, it's naive. Right. They're like little babies. Yes. Honestly, it's, it's, it's embarrassing to me. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, so, okay, so on that note, let's take a, a break, and then um, I want to talk about that uh, in relation to Donald Trump's new court date that was set and all of his legal dealings. We'll get into that after the break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Eden Pure. So uh, Eden Pure is for those of you who, you know, maybe you just have odors that you don't like in your home. Maybe your home is really old and it stinks. Maybe you live with someone who smokes cigarettes, which get them to stop smoking because that's disgusting. Maybe you like cats and have litter boxes in your house. Not that I can relate to that at all. It's just that I love them so much and litter boxes are disgusting and they smell bad, but once you get your thunderstorm air purifier, it is going to work in seconds to clear the room of any odor, yes, including the litter boxes, so you can have as many cats as you want. Did you hear that, honey? Uh, Plus, there are no costly filters to ever replace. They've sold like over 350,000 of them. Um, I have them all over my house and I highly encourage you, if you've got kids, if you've got pets, if you've got, you know, maybe you cook cruciferous vegetables and it smells like a giant fire in your kitchen when you are. It doesn't have to. You've got to go to Eden Pure. Check them out. They've got a great deal this week for these thunderstorm air purifiers. Right now you can save $200 on three thunderstorms for whole home protection. That is three units for under $200 if you go to EdenPureDeals.com. Enter discount code Sarah. That is EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code Sarah. (laughs) 
the district judge that is overseeing Donald Trump's federal case related uh, to the, what is this, the, the J6. See, I get confused too. I do this for a living. And I'm like, which indictment is this? Which case is this? It is the January 6th federal case. Uh, they've set a trial date for March 4th, 2024. Now, you may ask, why is that significant? Well, it's just, it's the day before Super Tuesday. So there's like 15 states that are having their election um, the day before. Oh, and, and by the way, um, there, are, there are current detainees that are still being detained because of January 6th who have no trial date set because they want to, they, I mean, they want these people to die in prison. They don't get any trial date set. Now, all of a sudden, this judge can get to it that quickly. I'm sure that's not a coincidence at all. No, it's just totally random. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of random. She had it on her schedule on open. She's like, you know what? I'll pencil it in for uh, March 5th. I March mean, 4th. Uh, you know, very intentional, very purposeful, as um, the other Matthew was saying earlier. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, they don't sleep. I mean, this is every day. And so you see the construction of the narrative in real time. And in this case, uh, it couldn't be any more obvious. And... What disturbs me, again, is sort of become the theme of this episode of the news in a world of news. Why it matters with Sarah Gonzalez. Uh, here, we, here we're sitting here, and who's going to do anything about this? I mean, they're just daring action. They're saying, you know, I'm going to, like, Dark Brandon is going to fly around the country, uh, wake up from a nap, and compare fires to his 60, almost losing his 67, and and, and, and they're going to set trial dates right on Super Tuesday. They're going to do it all in public, you know, right in front of you. And it's, it's just, just turning into the American people. It's almost just like breaking the fourth wall, looking at the American people saying, well, what are you going to do about it, huh? Because yep. ultimately, they're trying to dare people yep. into action so they can have more January yep. 6th, right? I mean, that's what's disgusting about this. And so there's a very real, real question right now as to how should we respond and yes, everyone needs to realize they are doing this and throwing it in your face on purpose. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I want to add to what you just said. I want to add one more story here, uh, which is a Florida tax attorney, Lawrence Kaplan, has filed a legal challenge in federal court uh, challenging Donald Trump's campaign. He says that uh, the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution disqualifies Trump from office and they want to remove him from the ballot. So you may be wondering, like, the hell are you talking about? Well, he says that there's a clause in the amendment that says that those who have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the government cannot hold office. Uh, he wrote in the legal filing, the bottom line here is that President Trump both engaged in an insurrection and also gave aid and comfort to other individuals who were engaging in such actions within the clear meaning of those terms as defined in Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. Uh, and so they said... We have no evidence, uh, assuming that the public record to date is accurate, and we have no evidence to the contrary, Trump is no longer eligible to seek the office of the president of the United States or of any other state in the union. We knew this was coming, right? We just didn't know from where first. So here it is, remove Trump from the ballot. Listen, when we look at these things and we're like, an insurrection, why are they even saying, why are they even calling this an insurrection? This is like crazy. Why are they say there's method to it. Like they've got it all planned They're literally out. 20 steps ahead of us. They, they are. And we're like, hang on a minute. You know, I think what Matt said is really, is really, really important because I do think they're poking the bear, mm -hmm. right? They just keep going, uh-huh, 
Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh huh. What you're going to do? What you're going to do? Yeah. And then what they did with January the sixth, with exactly what you're saying, they go, "Oh, you just—if you're a seventy-year-old granny walking through the Capitol, I'm going to throw you into jail." And guess what? You are not going to get a trial, right? This—we are full on into a banana republic. Like this is this is as bad as it's been for I, I think for many, many, many years. Mm -hmm. So the question is, where do we look? Mm. And normally. You go, oh, the politicians will do it, or the press will do it. Well, the press are gone, right? We know that they're completely corrupt, and that you know, I mean, fake, fake news. Okay, it's fake news, right? <laughs> they are fake news, right? That yeah. that's gone, and the politicians are spineless. Mm -hmm. So then it's left to us, and then you go, well, what does that mean, mm -hmm. right? Who is who is organizing mm -hmm. these people? Uh, who is coming in and infiltrating those people, and maybe? You know, let you say the the um, fourth branch of the government or whatever it is that mm. the administrative state and the and the intelligence uh, uh, apparatus out there that are doing what it, it's it's a very very tough time for I, I mean I certainly look at this and I go I don't know I don't know which way to go right now I genuinely don't and there's no one and again like we were saying before about someone like DeSantis. This is where a DeSantis needs to stand up and he needs to be like, okay, I'm going to take the reins of this and I'm going to, I'm going to be the one that says we have to defend Trump and we have to, we just, we, we, they're still playing petty politics. Like mm -hmm. whoever's going to win, you know, the, the yeah. uh, nomination is going to matter. It doesn't matter, mm -hmm. right? It doesn't matter if there's no union, if mm -hmm. there's no republic. So they've got to get past that and look at the bigger picture. But they're just, they're trolling us all the time. Now, think about what happened, cast your mind back, all those years back to the BLM riots, right? That was not, they rioted, number one, for something that wasn't a real thing. But over nothing anywhere near like this, like nothing yeah. as important as yeah. what this is. I mean, yeah. this is like, this is real serious, like, constitutional crisis stuff here. Mm -hmm. Our founding fathers fought a war for far less. I mean, I feel. I don't know if you guys would agree with that. I mean, that's a rough one. Um, but <laughs> yes, we are in a situation in which um, certainly we're seeing banana republic type behavior. That is real. Mm -hmm. That is serious. And, um, you know, what's interesting is I think a, a lot of people are looking to figure out what do we do? How do we, yeah. what, where do we go next? And, you know, I mean, I, I, when we, and no one should be uh, thinking about, you know, violence or whatever. That's, that's, but they want that, right? They want to poke people until some crazy people break. And so the question is, how do we channel our political energy into a way that defends the Constitution that these people don't care about and reclaims it? And, and th this is the problem. So... Yeah, if you look back at the grievances, you know, um, in the past, uh, when there's been upheavals, et cetera, that's exactly the kind of, you know, territory we're, we're entering into. And they're, they're sort of, you know, bl very bl brazen about it. They're very public about it. So rough stuff, rough yeah. stuff. Well, um, this has been a really, really positive, uplifting uh, show so far. We'll see how, you know what, actually, I think we can laugh in this next uh after the break here, I'm going to get into this, these stupid climate activists who think, it, oh, we're just going to block traffic and nothing's going to happen to us. <laughs> we'll see how that turned out for them after the break. We'll be right back.
See you. Spicy. Why do you think it is a positive <laughs> thing? It is a Anti-capitalist climate activists blocked traffic into the Burning Man Festival, causing a major traffic jam on a Nevada road before uh, being arrested by rangers. Now, this is a group called Seven Circles, and they say that capitalism has failed to address climate change. Uh, and they, they say, well, all these Burning Man attendees are affluent attendees. They're, they're part of the problem. They had um, banners reading, burners of the world unite, abolish capitalism, and General strike for climate, which like, there's something so stupid about that one. General strike for climate. It's just a general strike. Don't worry. Um, so I want to play the greatest takedown I can remember of these stupid climate change activists who are like, we're just going to block your way. We're, I'm going to glue my hand to the floor. That'll show you. Well, um, they have to run and found out. Watch. Man, get off the highway. This is a state route. Everybody will be arrested if not. 30 seconds. Stay away from my he vehicle. Let's talk. Get off. More warning than I would have. 30 seconds is a lot. 30 seconds to comply. <laughs> you have 20 seconds to comply. 10 seconds to comply. This is a lot of time. Plenty of time. Yeah. Uh-oh. They did not comply. And there goes their stuff. And he's not done. Coming back around again. Oh my gosh, that's so good. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Get down. Get down. Get down, bitch. He told you. He gave you plenty of time, and you didn't do it. And you know what? If you are blocking my right to travel freely, that is an act of aggression. That is not peaceful. I can't get over the... Cr oh, we're not violent! We're not violent! Oh, shut up. Shut up. You deserve to be arrested. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I was like, America, this is fantastic. This is how you deal with them. It is. You do not have the right to block traffic like that. If you want to protest, go to the freaking sidewalk. But here's a little bit of trivia, and I found this out this morning. One of those guys, one of those people is my brother-in-law's friend's brother. And you just he's want not to even from him. America. Like he's one of the hippies or the Yeah, he's circle. not even from, he's Maltese, he's not even from Not here. one of the good guys. He's outing one of the villains in this story. Okay, it's I think the, so wild. the moral of the story, though, is it's always when the left is doing something or the, the uniparty, the elites are doing something that you learn how it should be done, right? <laughs> so it reminds me of Martha's Vineyard, which taught us all how we should deal with illegal immigration. Mm -hmm. Round everyone up and deport. Uh, mm -hmm. And you go back to where you came because we don't allow that here. Yep. And this is like... Guys, if you're going to protest, probably don't protest the most powerful people in the world's party at Burning Man because they're going to be like, you know what? Get these dirty hippies off the road. I need to go back to L.A., you know. Uh, they, 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 they it didn't connect for these people. It didn't connect. It is really funny because you see what, like, they have attracted this this um, this particular like climate change activism has attracted like, so you many. You work for wealth, like that's what's not connecting right, in their minds. Right. Like, 
Yes. You 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 work for the party of billionaires. Yes. Yes. Oh, 100%. Well, and also like they attract all of these crazies to where they're doing this they're like throwing tomato soup on a painting. They're like, "We show you that painting used oil." And it's like, "No, you've convinced literally zero people. Nobody has been convinced by any of the stupid that you've been yes. that you've been doing. No, but there is not one person who was like, wow, I wasn't on board and they threw the tomato soup and glued their hands to the floor and now I'm sold. <laughs> what a bunch <laughs> of complete morons. And here's the other thing. If anyone knows anything about Burning Man, they have to take every single piece mm -hmm. of litter and everything away mm -hmm. when they leave. Mm -hmm. So even though they are all hippies and whatever, mm -hmm. they go to Burning Man, I, I have no idea why anyone would go there, but they do clean up their, their stuff and yeah. take it out. So they're basically eating their own people, which is fantastic. Like, let them carry on. Mm. I'm all for it. I mean, yeah, if you want to avoid, you know, violence, don't get in front of rich people who are waiting in line <laughs> in traffic. You know, no one likes to wait in traffic. And if you're really powerful and you're waiting in traffic, I'm going to be like, hey, <laughs> I'll pay you extra. Yeah. Can you just run this crap over? Yes. Let's get this over with. That's, when, I mean, honestly, I... I don't mind seeing it. No, it's great. It's fantastic. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it is one of those things that when yeah. it's, where they're like, we're not violent. And I, I wish that cop was, well, I am. So get out of the freaking way. You're saying that to a man with a gun pointed at you. Get down. <laughs> Sarah's been watching that all day. I really have. It has given me so much joy. You know, you guys, like, we took the first half of the show was really depressing, and I just was like, we need to turn it around because that is, I mean, I'm going to dream about that tonight. It's not, that's not a, that is <laughs> good dreams tonight, okay? That woman forever etched in my memory. Ah! Oh, we're not violent. We're not violent. How did that work out for you? Not well. All right, we've got. <laughs> Take a quick break. We'll be back with more. Stupid. All right, we're going to do something. I said the end of the show was going to be fun. The first half really sucked. You would have hated it. But uh, I want to bring in here John McEntee. He is a former Trump aide and uh, is now the CEO of the dating app called The Right Stuff. And John, um, so you're traveling the country going on dates, 51st dates in different states using your dating app. I want to play a little clip that you posted and then I'm, I want to talk to you about it. Watch. Okay, for those of you new here, I have been going on a first date almost every day. This is my 40th one in the last 43 days. Ashley and I are going to get milkshakes now. Would you ever date a liberal? <laughs> so I feel like, John, this is really smart because you're traveling the country and it looks like you're promoting your dating app, but really I feel like this is just a clever ploy to like get chicks. Uh, I think it's a combination. <laughs> uh, I'm single 
And I like to showcase the app and how easy it is to go out because we have unique features where you can post dates. So for example, I said, I'm coming to Dallas. Does anyone want to go on a first date or go to a speed dating event, which we had last night? Wow. So I'm using, I'm showcasing the app and then using it myself and yeah, looking for love like everyone else and having fun with it. Yeah. yeah. So what is it? I mean, I feel like as women, I can I can say this because I'm I am the only. Don't misgender me. Well, what is a woman? I don't really know. But the last definition I checked, um, I am the only woman at this table, and I feel like sometimes I'm like I don't know why you guys want one of us, let alone what 50 first dates in how what amount of time? Because that's a lot of w woman. Yeah, it's, it's a lot, but we're keeping it light and we're having yeah. fun with it. And I'm traveling to new places, like you mentioned. Um, I think the app is really just bringing people together that want to go out. I think conservatives and Republicans, I guess the same thing. Um, we want to emphasize, like, we want to go out. We're not the people that are locked in. We're not masked up. We're not, you know, mm -hmm. we want to have fun. We don't have to watch what we say when we go out with each other anymore. Mm -hmm. um, so we're just having fun with it and, yeah, just trying to showcase that. You know? Yeah. What are some success stories that... Uh, so we have five marriages happening already from the app. Wow. And Yeah, that's in eight months. Um, the first wedding is in September, so oh next month. And then four additional engagements. Yeah, so people are, like, that's meeting quick. and matching. Yeah. Yeah, it's really quick, and we're excited about that. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. I, I mean, I feel like it is true that we are living in a time where there's that's like the most important thing these days for people, um, what is it, Gen Z, and I think above. Everyone is kind of like, it matters the most what political aisle uh, my partner is from. I, I can't think of anything that's more important these days. I, not that it should be that way, but it is. <laughs> I think the country is so divided, it's just how it is now. And we don't agree on major things, the two sides. So it would be hard to meet someone, date them, and marry them right. if you disagree on family, faith, right. you know, tradition, right. holidays. It right. would be really difficult. So what we're doing is we're saying the number one thing conservatives can do right now is stick together. Mm -hmm. Build stronger families, stronger mm -hmm. communities, stronger friend groups. And that's what we're trying to do with the right stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. So what is the, tell me about the wildest experience you've had traveling the country using this dating app and dating girls. <laughs> the wildest? Oh, yeah. I mean, we've got, John, done a lot you of extreme John, John, dates. You got to give, us, give, a, give <laughs> us the tea. We've done a lot of extreme dates. Okay. You know, we've done concerts, Taylor Swift, Morgan Wallen. We've Oof. done helicopters. We've done, you know. Hel what did you yeah, do Yeah, we did a helicopter tour over New York City, the oh, open okay. door thing. You stick your feet out. Oh, God. You know, a little scary. Oh. Mm -mm. Um, that is not for me. A fun. Um, and then we're having speed dating events, which we had last night. We yeah. had in Chicago. We had New York. And people are hitting it off. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's fun to see couples form in real time, you know, like two people shutting down the bar and like, oh, maybe, the, you know, something will form of this. Or, right, yeah. right. That's awesome. Yeah. So tell us more about um, what you, you're a former Trump aide. I am. So yeah. what did you, what did you do for uh, the Donald? So in the first year of the administration, I was his personal aide. I traveled with him everywhere he went. It's called the body man. It's the best job in politics for a young person. You get to see the world, see history unfold right before your eyes. You know, we went to China and... Israel and all over. Mm -hmm. And then the last year of the administration, I did that role. And I also ran, which we were referring to earlier, the personnel office, which is in charge of hiring and staffing the 4,000 political appointees, which was a little difficult when we oh. first got in because we relied on the DC network, the establishment. They weren't totally aligned with Trump's mission. Mm -hmm. um, that's where we ran into a lot of problems. So we were trying to fix that in the last year, preparing for a potential second term. We're doing that again now. 
you know, in hopes of a, another potential second term. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of good work's being done on it. And personnel actually has become a really big issue with all candidates. You saw in the debate the other night, Vivek, DeSantis, they're all bringing up, we need to take on the administrative state. We need to take on the deep state, personnel, hiring, you know, getting, taking on the bureaucracy and getting the good people in there to do it. Yeah. I just have to affirm that uh, because yeah. it was unbelievable how many people uh, you know, in the White House, we're trying to thwart the president, mm-hmm. and yeah. what you did was amazing at the I end. Appreciate I appreciate it. Say that to the audience. Yeah, I, mean, I appreciate that. What this man did was was incredible because he helped Trump's agenda actually be enacted. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, and so there's obviously people that are somewhat sabotaging, and they're highlighted in the media. There's public firings and this and that, and then there's a lot of complacency. Mm-hmm. There's people that go in. They might be aligned with Trump. They might be aligned with America First. They might be super conservative but they get captured by the bureaucracy and all they care about is going to the White House Christmas party and mm-hmm. getting their souvenir and mm-hmm. they kind of just go along with it. And if you get trapped in that, it's really hard to accomplish what you're you know, going into intending to do. Yeah. Um, so that's the biggest thing is people that won't get captured, teaching them the ways to be effective as a political appointee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so going back to the dating stuff. Yes, let's go. What <laughs> date are you on? Oh, tell me about the dating thing. I want to know. I, mean, I want to know. I have a question. Yeah. Though. How do you stop the infiltrators in your app? Ooh. Right. Like a, like That's actually very, very rare. I would say 1% of the people that get into the app are a troll, a bot, scam, a liberal. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a dating app for Republicans, for conservatives. The people that go there are looking to date a Republican or a conservative. We have a report button. We can ban you. If you're doing mm. something weird, we just ban you. And then it's like, okay, well, I wasted time making the profile, doing this and doing that. Right. Um, so that happens a little bit. We also have an onboarding where uh, we check the profile, we review it, make sure it's not spam or a troll or something that's saying something totally crazy before we unlock your profile. And then we're using a lot of invite structure. We're using an invite structure to get a lot of new people saying, anyone you invite doesn't have to wait. You know, it only takes a day, but if you wanna just get in quick, send it to a friend, use an invite, they're in, they're in, they're in. Um, So we're doing it pretty creatively and we haven't had much trouble with that, believe it or not. A few get in, they'll make a funny TikTok about it. I went in the Republican dating app, they get banned. It brings us more exposure. We don't mind, you know. That's a great point. Sometimes yeah. it can be a good marketing strategy to be like, yeah. oh, wow, you just told more conservatives where to find us. Right. Gosh, darn. That's, oh, shoot. You shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Um, okay, so they can people can find this in the people app store? You can find this in the app store. Okay. Yeah, it's the right stuff. And then you can follow us on social media. Date right stuff. We're the largest dating app on TikTok. I know conservatives have a, you know, somewhat different view on that. I, I am pro TikTok, but... That's a conversation for another time. So at Date Right <laughs> yes, Stuff on is. TikTok or Instagram. And uh, yeah, we're having a little good, a good following going and um, more to come. Yeah. Well, that, uh, we appreciate you doing that because, you know, we talk about the left there. Um, I mean, the climate change activists, which we talked about earlier in the show. They're like, we don't have kids. It's bad for the environment. And they're doing all sorts. They're aborting their babies in the womb. They're doing all sorts of stuff to not continue on their legacy. And it would only be in conservatives' best interest to, like, just keep breeding, which I know this yeah. guy. I'll do my bit. He, I'm just saying. Yeah, he's like, I've got 100 million children. I think I've pulled my own weight here. All right. Um, we got. Will you hang out with us for the next Two minutes, maybe less. I don't know. The last part of the show. We'll be right back. Yeah. Matt's like, (laughs) Matt's like, I took that to heart. All right, things are going great with our commander-in-chief. He was recently asked over the weekend how he's liking his vacation time in Lake Tahoe. And, um, well, I'll let you judge his answer. Watch. 
How are you liking your time in Lake Tahoe? If I had your biceps, I'd feel better. <laughs> Anyone? Could you analyze that? Why? Situation normal. What? Everything yeah. is normal here. <laughs> Did he say, I've been here but not here? Or something like that? He said, I've been here but not here. It's about right. That's, that sounds about right. If I had, I'm like, was he hitting on him? Was he... I feel like, like we're at the point like where it's revealed the president is actually the bad guy in the movie. <laughs> are we? <You> know? <laughs> really? What was your first clue on that? Really? Are you sure? Are you sure? John, your thoughts? Receptive guy. Uh, I don't know. I'd like to see the biceps. John's <laughs> like, I can't give you my full analysis and breakdown until I see the biceps and whether or not they do, in fact, look good. Uh, all right. Matt Peterson, John McEntee, Matt Marsden, thank you guys for being here, and uh, we will see you tomorrow. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.